0: Hunt is the living manifestation of destiny. Light fuse. I
1: need your help.
0: Hunt Dumpty W7 on wall. I'm jumping out a window! You've never seen me You're very upset. Meet the IMF. to see you on such a, a bright and early time of day.
1: Oh, yes it is. So, what have you had to eat today, Parth?
0: Well, it's interesting you ask me this, because it is 8. 31. 40 seconds a.m. as of this time of recording, and I've yet to eat anything. What <gasps> about what about you, Sophia?
1: Uh-oh, it seems that I've yet to eat anything today either.
0: Sophia, wh- what are we to do? We're... Wh- we're breaking the show.
1: We are breaking the show. Um, last night, the last thing I had to eat was some fettuccine Alfredo.
0: Fettuccine Alfredo. And this wouldn't be from Olive Garden, would it?
1: Oh, it was from Olive Garden.
0: Um, but not from Ar- Olive Garden. No, no, no. Okay, cool. I hate that place. Um, I most recently had a lemon bite. It was this, like, thing from Costco nice um sweet treat after dinner um yeah but a sweet treat after this intro is going to be wait no a sweet treat after what we're talking about is going to be the intro and then the sweet treat after that is going to be the episode all right it's early in the morning cue the intro
1: Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week, we talk about a film, and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. This week, we're talking about...
0: Mission Impossible 3. That's right, folks. We're continuing along, chugging along even, with our Mission Impossible miniseries in the lead-up to Dead Reckoning. Um... This, uh, yeah, we've been co- we've covered the last two missions. So if you're interested in those, if you're a de Palma head or a woo head, you should go check out uh, our previous episodes. Um, but right now, I want Sophia to give me a 10 word synopsis of this film
1: Tom Cruise. Oh,
0: yeah, they've all started
1: with Tom Cruise. Gets married, that's four, tries to save wife. Oh, wait, no. I'm going to take away the gets married. Tom Cruise tries to save wife because that's, you know.
0: That's six words sure. under the
1: umbrella. Um, and find Rabbit's Foot.
0: Hey, that's pretty good. The actual synopsis is IMF agent Ethan Hunt comes into conflict with a dangerous and sadistic arms dealer who threatens his life and his fiance in response.
1: The thing that I never understand about these synopses that you give is they're longer than 10 words, correct?
0: Yeah, no, uh, the, the IMDb synopsis, well, like, the synopsis, IMDb synopsis was my, like, we would just do that, yeah. and then Trent decided to add yet another bit for us A to bit. do yeah, of um, ten-word synopsis.
1: Because I feel like they always sound better, but I'm like, that's way more than ten words. No,
0: I, I yeah, I mean, you're not meant to be in conflict with
1: <laughs> the, synopsis the actual synopsis from IMDb. Um, but I am.
0: Yeah, no, it's your mortal enemy. But I hope telling me the budget and box office of this movie is not your mortal enemy.
1: No, it's not. The budget for this movie was $150 million, and the box office was just under $400 million at three ninety eight point six. How unfortunate that they couldn't just boost it over, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, I mean, this was um, kind of a commercial disappointment, this movie.
1: I mean, it certainly made a lot of money, but less than... Yeah. The previous.
0: I mean, I think also in 2006, this was still considered quite a bit of money, because um, I think Batman Begins had the same budget and made less than this, but Aha. but it had way less bad press surrounding it, mm. um, even though it starred Tom Cruise's ex wife, Katie Holmes.
1: And so, the bad press surrounding this movie is that related to the plot elements of the movie itself, or more so about Tom no, Cruise? No, it's, it's just Cruise. Okay, that's because what
0: I the year previous. War of the Worlds came out, and that was when him jumping on the couch became a thing. That was when mm-hmm. him talking about antidepressants became a thing. He started becoming more vocal about Scientology, and he was he like just married Katie Holmes, and so he's like really in the public eye because he had a kid as well. Um, so there was just a lot of bad press surrounding mm-hmm. the whole thing, which people say, um, hurt his image and then hurt the box office Mm -hmm. which i kind of feel like you can that makes sense to me because the last mission impossible movie made
1: about over over
0: 500 million dollars yeah
1: so about a 100 million dollars more
0: yeah but yeah should we get into the production history please so after the success of mission impossible 2 tom cruise began courting directors for the film one of whom was ang lee um lee ended up not being interested however in 2002 paramount and cruise selected an interesting choice for director david fincher Hmm. um sophia's favorite guy (laughs) um so paramount wanted the film to be ready for a summer 2004 release the same spacing between the first and second installments but after a year of pre-production fincher left the film moving on to the lords of dogtown which he would eventually also leave to work on zodiac
1: the lords of dogtown
0: yeah it's like I have no idea what I forget what <laughs> what, what it's about. I knew once. Um, so following Fincher's departure, Cruz saw a cut of Joe Carnahan's three million dollar film *Narc*, and after seeing the film, Cruz decided to become a producer on it. He then decided that Carnahan was the right person to helm the mission series, and the film's release date was pushed back to May two thousand five. Carnahan wrote a script with Dan Gilroy that he described as a dark and grittier film than its predecessors, calling it the, quote, punk rock version of Mission Impossible. carrie Ann Moss and Scarlett Johansson were cast in uh, main female ro- roles, with Kenneth Branagh cast as the main villain. Months into pre-production in 2003, Carnahan's MI3 hit a fatal roadblock. Cruise and producing partner Paula Wagner hired screenwriter Robert Town to rewrite Carnahan and Gilroy's draft Carnahan was incredibly displeased with Town's draft and left the production and Carnahan said that he left the film a week before the studio was going to fire him. So then at some point in 2005, Cruise was up at 2am trying to figure out how to develop MI3 He's always got these bad sleeping habits
1: Yeah. Um, I like that that's public knowledge too. Like he said like, it was 2 in the morning Yeah
0: So, while working, Crew saw that he had a DVD of Alias, J.J. Abrams' new show. He watched the pilot, which was directed by Abrams, and was so enthralled by it that he ended up binging the whole first season over the next few days. Now, I've seen the first, like, two and a half seasons of Alias, Mm -hmm. and this reminds me a lot of my mom saying that The Hundred had fantastic writing.
1: (laughs) I did it now.
0: Yeah, I mean, like... Glowing review. Well, like, Alias is fun, and and I, I will say that, like... The first season of Alias is pretty much just like Mission Impossible Light. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Um, so Cruz then called Paramount to see if they could get JJ Abrams to direct the film. Abrams then had a meeting with um Cruz to discuss what he would do with a mission film. He said he wanted to take the series in a more personal and emotional direction from the more mission-centric predecessors. Cruz said that this aligned with his own vision for the film and Abrams looked at the previous drafts of the f- script and felt that he would have to completely rewrite the script to tell the story he wanted. With that, production on the film was pushed back by another year, with the release date shifting to May 2006. Abrams released the existing cast so that he could start fresh. Abrams hired Alias writers Alex Kurtzman. Alex Kurtzman and Rob- Roberto Orsi, or Orky, I don't remember, but I think it's Orsi. Um, and the three produced a finished draft of the script. The three wanted the film to have more of a team dynamic as well as to explore Ethan's character more deeply. So production began in Rome with the team's triumphant escape on the speedboat from the Vatican. After this, the crew moved to Caserta, Italy, which doubled as the majority of the Vatican sequence. Production built a 40-foot wall to double as a wall in the Vatican, which um, when I went to the Vatican a few months after seeing this movie in theaters, my dad pointed to when I was five five years old, when I was five, my dad pointed to some random wall and said, that's where Tom Cruise ran up. And until researching for this movie, I really believed that. Wow. Yeah. The catacombs- what? Idiot five-year-old. Oh, okay. The catacombs you see in the film are built on sound stages. The crew wanted to film in the actual catacombs, but decided that the real space was too small. Instead, they built the set over a period of eight to nine weeks with plaster and concrete. Some exterior shots were filmed at the actual Vatican, but Abrams was not allowed to control the crowds. To combat this, production set up a fake film shoot, with three women in bikinis, three elderly women dressed as nuns, cameras, and tents nearby to distract people from the actual production.
1: That is hilarious. That sounds like like a bit. (laughs) That's like an
0: actual mission-like thing they would do. Yeah. Um... So, one of Abram's interests was to show how the masks were made as he felt that the masks had been overdone and become a little ridiculous in previous entries. Maybe he was talking about Mission Impossible 2, specifically.
1: I mean, how could he be talking about one?
0: Yeah. I think one has only two.
1: Yeah. And the second one's so good. Yeah. And the first one's just to introduce the concept of masks, I feel like.
0: Yeah. So, after the Italian leg of the shoot, production then moved to California to film Lindsay's Rescue. This was filmed at a factory in Fontana, California, with interiors filmed in Rykoff and Los Angeles, California. The crew then shot the bridge battle sequence. While the scene takes place on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, the scene was actually shot in Calabasas, California. Only one shot of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge was used, while the rest of the sequence was shot on a fake strip of road production built in the middle of a desert in Calabasas. For the shot where Ethan gets launched into a car due to the explosion behind him um, was incredibly difficult to accomplish. Cruz wanted to get blown off his feet in some way by the car explosion behind him. Um, He said he wanted to come into the car at an awkward angle. To do this, he was attached to two cables, one that pulled him straight up and another that pushed him horizontally into the car, which was padded on its side. For the first few takes, there was a marker so that Cruz knew where the a cable was going to pull him. After reviewing the footage, Cruz told the crew to get rid of the marker as he felt he needed to be more surprised by when he was being pulled. In the final take that is used in the film, the back windshield of the car breaks. That is not a special or visual effect, it simply broke from the impact of Cruz being pulled into it.
1: Yet another in the endless series of Tom Cruise unnecessarily getting injured for these films.
0: Yeah. The crew then moved to Universal Studios in California to shoot the Shanghai Building Fulcrum sequence. The stunt was a repurposed idea Cruz had for, an MI, for MI2, which he could not get to work. The stunt where Truck Goes Over Ethan was done for real. Production then moved to Paramount Studios in California to shoot the sequence in the Chinese clinic, and the next stop was Jetang, uh, China, a thousand-year-old fishing village, where Ethan ran through the streets to get to the Chinese clinic. For the legendary 30-second long running shot, crews ran for 1,100 feet at 16 to 17 miles per hour.
1: Wow, that guy really can cruise.
0: Oh, nice. The final days of the shoot were in Shanghai, uh, where the crew shot Ethan at the drop-off for the rabbit's foot. Amazingly, the crew finished a day ahead of schedule and under budget. Michael Giacchino was brought on on board to score the film with After scoring Lost with Abrams, and it's worth noting that he scored the film while also doing weekly scoring sessions for Lost. The film was finally released in May of 2006.
1: Wow, that was pretty fun. But do you want it to get even more fun?
0: I, I, like, I'd like for it to even get more factual, even.
1: Yeah, so let me hit you with some fun facts. Um, after the success of Shaun of the Dead, Simon Pegg was asked whether or not he was going to be pursuing a career in Hollywood, to which he laughed and replied, It's not like I'm going to be in Mission Impossible 3. That's a crazy quote. Right? How silly. Why that?
0: Well, I guess because, like, I'm sure it was, like, in the trades that, like, there's a new Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Mission, yeah, because 2004, they were, like, gonna maybe be making the Joe Carnahan version, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so
1: Wow The interior of Ethan Hunt's house was based on J.J. Am- Abrams' family home And you said that that was not entirely by his choice or No, by he, his he
0: wanted it to be like his home But was shocked by how much like his home production uh, designer Scott Chambliss made it
1: It's interesting to think that that's like the kind of situation he lives in I mean, it's sort of Looks like a nice, nice. house Yeah Yeah Michelle Monaghan. Yes. Okay. Michelle Monaghan and Carrie Russell share a birthday, March 23rd, 1976. Aries. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Mission Impossible 3 was Tom Cruise's eighth movie in a row to gross over a hundred million domestically. Wow. Good yeah. for him. This is the first film from a major Hollywood studio to be released simultaneously on DVD, HD DVD, and Blu-ray. That's interesting. Yeah. Maggie Q had to learn how to drive for the movie. While driving during the shoot, the heel of her shoe got stuck on the accelerator, leading her to crash lightly into another parked car. Wow, that fancy car too.
0: Yeah, a Lamborghini no doubt. Yeah. No, um, yeah. Anyways, um people were like really mad. some people on set must have been really mad mm-hmm. when she crashed into that parked car. I'll let you take it from here.
1: So, let's get into some one star reviews. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so these people are mad, and one person is Siri. Wait, maybe this is, is this, didn't we have Siri last week?
1: Yes, we did. Um, I wonder if it's the same Siri.
0: Which if it is, why are you continuing with the series? <laughs> you clearly don't like it. Um, so this says, too much Tom Cruise.
1: I'm pretty sure in the last review, Siri had a problem with Tom Cruise as well.
0: Nice. Need I say more? Period. This screams Cruise as the producer. Sure. I guess. He's in the movie. Yeah. I don't know what you thought. It'd be like going to Avengers and being mad that Iron Man's there.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. From Amelie Ryder. I was billed twice for this movie because of a glitch. Getting billed twice.
0: I'm just so, I'm just sorry for Amelie is, yeah. is all there is. But I kind <laughs> of feel less sad and sorry <laughs> for Jeep Hemi. Um, whose title says overrated and fake and the review says not what i expected and i didn't with two eyes and no apostrophe like all the impossible stunts
1: it's almost like this movie's called mission impossible yeah they're gonna have impossible stunts
0: what's what's more baffling is that two people found this review helpful
1: yeah fair
0: but I think what would be helpful for the for the audience at home is if we were to get into our own thoughts of the movie and maybe go through step-by-step step what happens in the movie.
1: Yeah, I think that sounds like a great plan. So we open sort of at the end of this movie, right? We see his wife...
0: Yeah, at the end of the second act of this yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But like, you know... Like, like, deeper the into end. the movie, yeah. Um, And I knew that his wife survived this movie because she makes a little appearance
0: and goes protocol
1: goes protocol which right? you've
0: seen a million times um
1: but i thought i did not expect it to be a mask i thought that it was going to be that she was like getting shot but in a fake way right
0: um which i mean we kind of jumped the gun a little yeah. bit but um but that's
1: like how it opened so i guess throughout the movie i was like wow they really have her his wife in this situation yeah
0: um, and then we have the opening title sequence, and then we have um, uh, their engagement party. We mm-hmm. open with that, and then um,
1: there's also a little moment at the engagement party where she's giggling with her other white lady yes, friends. Yeah, um, it's very white lady. And Tom Cruise overhears something they say, and they're well, like, "Well,
0: no, he he reads their lips."
1: Oh, I thought they were saying that he had supersonic hearing. No, no, I was no. like. What? No, no, no. no. He, <laughs>
0: yeah. If you look at the movie, he's, like, looking at their lips. Yeah. Which comes up later in the movie.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes more yeah. sense. I was like, I don't understand the point of this. Which
0: is a cruise idea. Wow. To have him read lips. And I really like it, because uh, he says that he um, wanted that idea because it, he, it, he thought it showed that he can't turn off his spy brain, mm-hmm. even when he's, yeah. like, trying to chill out with yeah. people. Um, which I think is fun.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the party is fun. I think... I feel like what Aaron Paul. He, yeah, Aaron Paul is fun. Um, he looks so young, yeah. so, so so skinny. Little. Um, he doesn't look anything like his supposed sister, though.
0: No, no.
1: <laughs> um, so sort of random casting on that, but, and I wish we had more of him in the movie, but that that's okay. Yeah, it's just that it's Aaron Paul. Yeah, and that's fun. Um, but I do feel like what they were going for. In terms of it looking like J.J. Abrams' home, is that it definitely feels, like, cozy and homey, and they have friends sprawling out into all the different rooms. Yeah. And I think that that's, like, a fun, very different-from-the-last-movie yeah. way to... I
0: was, I was gonna say, this movie. movie feels like a hard-course correction from the last movie. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like what they do that's smart is that they show that Ethan Hunt has basically, he's not in the field anymore, Mm -hmm. and so like he's lying to his wife but he's just working at the governmental agency you know what I mean? Like, he still says he's working for the transportation department but it's supposed to be like, okay, he's not in the field he's just training people Yeah, Um, which I kind of like I feel like sometimes when they're like I feel like it would be more unlikable if this whole time he was also just still going on impossible missions and lying to his wife, but I feel like it's less bad.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because theoretically that would mean he's leaving at the drop of a hat, he's going to different countries, he's putting his life in danger and not keeping her in the loop about the fact that that's sort of the situation, and even putting her life in danger. But I think the fact that he's not involved in the missions sort of removes that level of danger from his life.
0: Yeah. But then... He gets a call, uh, um, and goes and meets, um, what's his friggin' name? It's not Maverick.
1: <laughs> Maverick.
0: I forget what his name is, but Billy Crudup is the actor's yeah. name. Um, he goes and meets Billy Crudup, and Billy Crudup says that, "Hey, um, this um woman that you trained, she was captured, Lindsay." Um,
1: but we don't know that he trained her in the very beginning when she's introduced, or we do.
0: I don't. I don't remember
1: because I didn't realize that he had trained her until later when they were yelling at him. After oh yeah, because I itself. I
0: had to tell you yeah
1: yeah. But I don't know if I just like didn't pick up on that. No, because like a right after
0: after he gets his mission mm-hmm. from like a disposable camera, which was an idea by, by Steven Spielberg. I which like is, the disposable camera. Fun. Um, we see like a small snippet of a flashback, and we hear like "Am I ready?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. And then they go on the mission. It goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to retrieve Lindsay, but there's an explosive charge in her head and she dies.
1: Yeah. And she looks so grotesque and they keep showing her grotesque face. Okay,
0: but it's kind of awesome.
1: But like her eyes pointing in different directions. Like, because you see her so much in the scene and then later, like in a body bag or something, I'm like, we need to see this again. Are you kidding? Well, for,
0: for the shot where like she goes when she like dies. It originally, it, like, when it showed Ethan Hunt's reaction, there was, like, blood splattered on his face. Ugh. But they, um, they removed it digitally because they got an R rating for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow.
1: I mean, I feel like where would the blood even be coming from anyways?
0: I mean, I think the idea is that there would also have been blood on her face. Uh, like, it, like, explodes from her head. I got it. Um Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, like, anyways. Anyways, then we see Tom Cruise and Billy Crudup, um, get, um berated by mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne, who I think is fun in the movie. Yeah. Um, strong powerhouse guy, Morpheus even.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: um, But then we learn um, through Benji, his mm-hmm. first appearance, that a drive that they recovered, they learned that Owen Davian, the arms dealer that um, Lindsay was trying to infiltrate, mm-hmm. is going to be at the Vatican. Yep. And so then Tom Cruise decides to – or sorry, Ethan Hunt decides to um, – set up a mission to Mm -hmm. get Davian, but in such a way where, um, his, like, weird, um, arms dealer friends won't know that he's been taken by a governmental agency. Um, because then, you know, whatever. And I think this is my favorite part of the movie, the Vatican break-in.
1: Yeah, I think the Vatican break-in is fun. I- I'm curious about what kind of event is going on in the Vatican at this moment yeah. and if they even do this
0: And Sophia, have you in ever real life? You, you seem to like be wondering all these things as though you've been to the Vatican.
1: It's almost like I have been to the Vatican with yours truly. Yeah.
0: Well, isn't yours truly Mine just truly. you? Yeah. <laughs> um Yes, yeah, Sophia with and i With Mr. Parth Marate. Okay, there we go. Uh we've been to the Vatican together and Rome. Oh, yeah. Sophia came along on a family trip.
1: I mean, you can't really get to the Vatican without going to Rome. No,
0: yeah. Um, it's in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. But I think that this is definitely the most mission...
1: Part of the film. Part of the movie. Yeah. Fabulous use of masks. So <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, I
0: really like it's the way they use It's the very
1: reminiscent of the opening of Mission 1
0: yeah yeah
1: in that it's like a party scene you have multiple people walking around that are all connected moving pieces at the same time so it's sort of like a successful version of the first one in my opinion um the one thing that i didn't think made sense this is like so minor is why does he have a A red wine spray bottle why can't he just have like a little vial of red wine or red anything you know what i mean to splash on himself like why does it need to be like maybe
0: it's because they didn't know how the it would like spill onto his shirt and so they wanted it to be like
1: i guess but can he not like pour in an artistic way i
0: don't know but it's still fun and i also appreciate i feel like one of the things i like about this movie is there's a lot more emphasis on like the process Mm -hmm. as opposed to the last movie i think yeah Um, And I like like, even
1: the like putting on the mask. Yeah. And
0: and you see him put on like the the um, not fat suit, but like he puts on like a suit to put on because he's not going to look the same as Philip Seymour Hoffman. But you see him put that on. You see him put the mask on. And then you see when they get Philip Seymour Hoffman, he has to like read this thing that's going to have all the like sounds of English Mm -hmm. so that they can program the voice yeah. modulator and i think that's really yeah. cool and
1: then you see it like loading and yeah, cause stuff. because at like first that. you're
0: like what is he doing i don't understand yeah. what this is and yeah. then you get it and it's cool
1: i really like the use of the masks in this movie i yeah. think that in this scene it's so fun you get to see all the logistics it makes sense in my opinion um
0: yeah because you've always had a problem with the fact of like they're like they have to be acting and you're yeah. like well i would like notice if you were not you
1: well exactly especially with this person that Tom Cruise doesn't really know who this guy is, you know? Yeah. Like, he can't be And it would exactly maybe make sense
0: like if they were shown, like, okay, like, watch all this footage of him and, yeah. like, figure out how he talks and how yeah. he moves, but, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think that it, for the masks, at least in my opinion, what makes sense is they say as few words as possible, just are seen as this person, and then get out of there is sort of, like, yeah. the motivation.
0: Yeah.
1: um, And so then they...
0: They grab Davian. Pretend...
1: They go down that, like, in the sewer and pretend, and
0: uh, yeah, from their Lamborghini car, and then blow up the car to make it look like he was killed in an explosion. Yeah. Then they go in in an airplane, airplane and Tom Cruise interrogates him, loses Mm -hmm. his cool, hangs him
1: out of the airplane. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And during this scene, he says something along the lines of, like, my people are going to fucking get you. Like, yeah, they're so that. good. Like, they're going to kill you so bad or whatever, you know? And yeah. I was like, dude, you're the one that's captured right now. Like, let's turn it down a little bit. And then as soon as the next scene starts, I'm like, oh, uh maybe he was right. Yeah. <laughs> because the- people did fucking get him. Because
0: the next scene is the bridge battle, which I think is a fun sequence. Um, but I would say that this... This movie is more of a straight-on action movie, Mm -hmm. but at least it's a good one, I think.
1: Because I think the the difference is in Mission Impossible 1, for example, they're the ones in control, and then they just have to react to challenges they encounter, whereas in this film they're reacting to danger that they're that's yeah. being in, like inflicted upon them. And it's basically. almost like
0: they're more like superhero-y on this bridge yeah. because they're like saving people. They're like, get down, get down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels What's
1: up with superhero movies and bridges also?
0: Well, it's like a contained location yeah. where like, you know what I mean, where you can and, like have... somebody
1: can fall off the bridge, yeah. you know? Um,
0: but yeah, I mean, I think that Tom Cruise crashing into that car is fun. Um, mm-hmm. It Every time I watch it, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. um, uh, Yeah. Um, and then we have him driving to get Julia because he thinks Julia is going to be taken um, at the hospital. Mm-hmm. He gets to the hospital and he runs into Julia unknowingly, yeah. which I always find fun.
1: Like she comes out right at yeah. the same time. Oh, so fun! But it's like again, typically that would be something that we would see Ethan Hunt doing to somebody else. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. would be reverse. Like he'd be the one. Yeah. Pushing the person under the sheet.
0: Or like we would think that he's not in control and then we're like,
1: oh, but he actually yeah. what? Like
0: there's some twist yeah. or something. Um, but this movie is way more straightforward, yeah. I think. And I guess that's part of the like process element of it is that you're ne- you're always at the same level as the characters, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You're never smarter than them
1: mm-hmm.
0: or they're never smarter than you. Yeah. Um, I guess is more important. Um, Which I think sometimes the movie is two steps ahead of you in other entries. Yeah. Um, But anyways, yeah, so that happens. And then he's captured by the IMF, but not before he's told by Owen Davian that he has to get the rabbit's foot in 48 Mm -hmm. hours. Um, And then he's taken in and he's in like Hannibal Lecter mask. Mm -hmm. um, And he's... um, Told by Lawrence Fishburne, um, "I bullshit you not. I will bleed on the flag to make sure the stripes stay red," which Sophia said, "Okay." <laughs> and I always, I always like that line. Um, it's
1: just like so dramatic.
0: But it, it's but when Lawrence Fishburne is saying, it, it's kind of fun, you know. Sure. Okay. Um, anyways, then um, Billy Crudup comes and is like. Uh, Ethan, I can't believe you do this, but then starts, like, um, mouthing, and Tom Cruise is lip-reading, um, what he's saying, and, um, he learns the location of the rabbit's foot, and then he breaks out of the IMF, mm-hmm. flies over to Shanghai, and then gets met, his team meets up with him, because they're like, we're, "We're of course we're gonna help you, mm-hmm. um, And then this is the building fulcrum sequence. Yep. Uh, What do you think of it? Because also another interesting thing is we don't see him grab the rabbit's foot. They decide not to show it.
1: What is that? What do you mean?
0: Like they say they keep building up like, oh, it's like to break in. It's way harder than Langley. It's way harder Mm -hmm. than this. And there's cameras everywhere. But then you don't actually follow Tom Cruise into the building. You just like know that that's happening and then see him jump out of the building. Yeah. But What do you think of the whole i guess i
1: guess it just shows this movie's preference for action to planning i guess yeah because i think that in a typical film the process of him getting it would be the focus whereas in this film the danger of him dropping is the focus um and i prefer the other way i think yeah unfortunately for this film
0: I mean, it's this is a movie that like as a child, again, this is one of the this Mm -hmm. is, I think, the second movie I remember seeing in theaters. Mm -hmm. I was five years old Um, and this was always my favorite Mission Mm -hmm. Impossible movie for the longest time. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I've grown older, it's kind of gone down in the rankings Mm -hmm. because I think it's just not. It's not as smart or Mm -hmm. like clever as yeah. the other Mission, some of the other Mission movies.
1: And I feel like it's not as unique to Mission, I guess. That's, yeah, that's the other like. thing. Other yeah. than the masks. The masks, they do great. Yeah. Everything else is, like, just your typical action movie. I would, that's
0: my biggest problem with the movie is that it's a little more blunt. Yeah. Um. Uh, and it's, it's, like, well done because it's a Tom Cruise production. But other than that, it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so where are we so he breaks out he jumps out of the building mm-hmm. there's a car chase because they're running away from building security tom cruise can't I get like connection when he's
1: like when he sees the guy inside the building and then his parachute is like pulling him out yes. of the building that yeah, was yeah. silly I,
0: I i like that well like i like when it's like looney tunes yeah. almost um because i think an underrated aspect of cruise is his ability as a comedic actor yeah he can be funny in, and also be funny in roles where he's not being funny. Mm-hmm. Like Ethan Hunt is not a comedic role. Yeah. But I think the situation and his reactions, he knows how to play so yeah. that they're funny. And so like his like gasp when he's like, as the yeah. parachute is pulling him away. I always find that funny. Um,
1: they're in the car trying to get a signal at that point because they've gotten the rabbit's foot. Right. This part, I don't think makes sense. They're in the middle of a major city, and he can't get a signal. What? Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's nonsense.
1: What do you what? How would he not be able to get a signal?
0: It's just so that we can have them be like, we can't get the
1: signal. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I have less than two minutes. That was totally longer than two minutes. Yeah,
0: I mean it's movie time. Yeah. Um. Anyways, then he calls Davian. Davian tells him to go to a secret location. Um, on his own. And then Ethan goes there. And then we're and back to the runs. beginning of the movie.
1: Runs. He runs to get there?
0: No. Because he's in the car. Oh, he yeah, drinks he runs that out potion, he's there, yeah. And that's where the opening of the movie happens. Yeah. And then they shoot yeah. Julia. But then we learn it's not Julia.
1: Which I thought was a fun reveal. Like, I thought yeah. that it was her. Yeah. But then also, they're like, oh, this was a girl who did something wrong. Um, So we just killed her and i'm like you could have just like fake killed somebody
0: sure but i mean i think that the implication is that they were going to kill her anyways yeah um so they might as well find some use for her <laughs> um
1: and then that's another fun use of the mask cuz like for example her mouth is covered and she's screaming cuz she doesn't want to die but right, yeah she's not actually pretending to be Ethan's yeah. wife in front of him which he's obviously not going to be able to fall for you know yeah um, you also like, I feel like because of the tape covering the mouth and the hair covering the face, sort of, it obscures her face a little bit so that somebody who knows her so well is not going to notice any potential problems, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, but then, um, we learned that Billy Crudup is actually a bad guy what? and he's been doing this so that he can stage the rabbit's foot being sold to a middle eastern buyer Mm -hmm. and then that'll launch like a (laughs) military strike on some middle eastern country yeah this movie is very post nine eleven we're in the iraq afghanistan war um yeah war on terror type shit Mm -hmm. um but i think it's uh it's a fine motivation um makes more sense than like fucking chimera from the last movie um and then um, Tom Cruise asks to hear Julia's voice to make sure that she's actually alive. And then when he hears that, bites Billy Crudup and then <laughs> yeah. uh, beats him. Um, and then in this movie, he like unlocks locks so easily. Like he he constantly like in the Vatican, he b- b- breaks into a door with like a paperclip. He uh-huh. br- he like br- he uses like a knife to um, when he's like captured at the IMF. Mm-hmm. To like get out of there, so he's, it's a big lock breaking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, this time he breaks out of handcuffs with a pen. Um, mm-hmm. and then begun, begins the great, um, pursuit to, um, Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, then he runs. He's off, he's off there. We get our great 30-second running shot, which is just, it's just magical if, yeah. if you're a Cruise fan like myself. Like, his
1: head is so still in the same yeah. position and his body's moving so supersonic speed. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's so fast. Yeah. Like, he's so fast. Um, and J.J. Um, Abrams in the commentary for this movie is like, yeah, we weren't, like, intending for this to be like played out this long, mm-hmm. but we were watching the footage and we were like, well, this is just crazy. Mm-hmm. We have to just not cut it.
1: Then he gets to Julia.
0: Yeah. So then he gets to Julia and then gets into a fight with, um,
1: and he knocks over the pencil cup, silly Tom Cruise again. Yes.
0: Yeah. He finds Julia. He, uh, runs into Owen, Owen Davian who al- activates the time release charge in his head. Um, and then he fights and kills um, Owen Davian well he doesn't kill he yeah. doesn't kill Owen Davian but he certainly puts him in the way of a moving truck um, yeah
1: and Owen Davian is really not a great action hero in this film like no he can barely move around I feel like like he's he sort of pushes Tom Cruise a little bit and then Tom Cruise flies over something like yeah. and I'm almost like just get a better stunt double you know what I mean like yeah. he clearly is not good at this. And I don't even think he, like, wants to be good at it necessarily, you know? But he
0: says that, like, he wanted to do more of his own stunts because Cruise was doing more of his own yeah. stunts and he would get, like... M- like, he would, like, be feeding off the enthusiasm yeah. of that. But I'm like, whatever.
1: Yeah. Because I just feel like he's clearly not a trained, like, fighter yeah. athlete in the way that Tom Cruise is. And as a, in the same way that some of his other co-stars are, he's simply an actor, you know? And... This is fine. I could not do a convincing fight scene either.
0: Um, you think I could? And I
1: don't think it looks... I think you could. You did karate, you know. Uh,
0: well, I'm a black belt.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and I don't... I think it's short, so it's not so egregious, but it's like... It looks a little goofy, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Um, but then uh, Owen Davian is killed, but... Um, they have to do something which I think is kind of fun, which is that he he says like I'm gonna die unless you kill me, mm-hmm. and he basically needs to be shocked, mm-hmm. um, to destroy the time release charge and then brought back. Um, yeah. But in between him being shocked and brought back, he uh well he, prior to that he teaches Julia how to mm-hmm. load a gun, and then Julia has the gun and then she kills um a, one bad guy and then Billy up yeah, um who has the rabbit's foot, which. Why is he there?
1: Yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs>
0: um,
1: the In the beginning of this film, I felt sort of neutral towards Julia, but then in this end scene, I really enjoy her. Like, she's really fun in this because wow. I think...
0: That's, this is a much more positive reaction to Julia than I was expecting. Really? I think yeah. that it's
1: fun because here's the thing. She's... I feel like her reaction while watching the movie is sort of annoying because she keeps being like, what's going on what the fuck is this where are we right and it is sort of annoying but at the same time if you were just like a normal person right. and got put into this situation like i don't think i could not ask that like yeah if i think it's realistic for her to be like i am so confused yeah, what is happening? Because she's not here? even
0: like crying or something. Like she's yeah. literally the whole time just she's being just like, like "Where are you? Yeah, why? Why are you? Why can you kill people? Yeah. Why are those people after us?" But
1: at the end of the day, she's down for it, right? Yeah. Like he teaches her how to shoot and reload a gun, and she just like goes for it and kills these guys who are like trained killers. Yeah, which I think is fun, and I think that it's somewhat realistic in the sense that like she has the element of surprise; they're not expecting to be met with any force force. yeah so i don't think that they were ready for a fight essentially and i think that that's what gives her the upper hand because she's aiming the gun at them all she has to do is pull the trigger um but i do think that it's like it's fun that they're not just like oh she's a civilian woman she can't do anything like she's just the wife when she's able to Ultimately, she
0: saves the day take
1: down the bad guys and then revive her husband like yeah. she's sort of emotional but i think that it's also a fun tie-in that she's a nurse and he's like you know how to bring me back you yeah. know what i mean that because she obviously has cpr training and can bring him back i just think that's so fun and then tom cruise waking up to realize like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she got the guy that she listened to me um is also fun yeah it's also like he's like I'm you're going to kill me right now and she's just like all right yeah. <laughs> if I have to I just think that's fun.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, it's that's a much more positive reaction to Julia than I thought you what would. What did
1: have. you think I was going to say? Well, I
0: mean like I think I guess I wasn't thinking so much about this ending sequence. Um I I mean she is just kind of like, "Oh, hey." Yeah.
1: Ethan, like a lady. What are you telling me? Yeah.
0: Um and like I thought you'd be like, "Okay, I don't yeah. give a shit about this." Um and then um, I wasn't sure if you'd find the end to be, like, too cutesy.
1: I felt like what it showed to me was that all along, Ethan had this idea, and maybe this isn't entirely what they were going for, but at least this is how it read for me. All along, Ethan has this idea of, like, she is pure, and needs that's to be something that I like about her, that she hasn't been exposed to these horrible things. Um, And he sort of, like, yeah, I mean that, that he she's says that. incapable... Yeah of even being a part of any of this. But I think that he sort of learns maybe she is more capable and prepared to be a part of this and that it's not going to, like, ruin her or something if she is exposed to it or, like, engages in it in some capacity. Like, she's more capable, I think, than he originally thought. And I think that at the end of the day, it makes him a better suited pair because then you see in the end, like, in the beginning of the film – ethan hunt tells his wife or tells um his team like no you'll never get to meet my wife i don't want her to be able to be exposed to this but i think that in being forced to open up they're able to be closer and i think that ultimately that's what she was looking for in the relationship and yes i think it's true the argument that like she she's just gonna be like oh okay you've been lying to me your whole relationship like that's fine and good right but it's also like it's the very end of a Mission Impossible movie. It's not a romance yeah. movie. It's okay. Um, but I guess I just felt like I was like, okay, maybe she is more equipped to handle these things than he originally thought that she was, making them even a better suited match.
0: Yeah. Um and then yeah, then they go back to IMF, he meets she meets all of his friends, mm-hmm. and then um he's reinstated or er, like mm-hmm. he's fine now. Um, and he goes on a honeymoon.
1: Yeah. We also totally left out the Simon Pegg when he was running on the phone. Yeah. So fun.
0: Yeah. No, I, I he's very good in this movie and the small yeah. amount he's given. And I think it was a really smart decision to bring him back in later installments. Yeah.
1: I think that he just brings a different energy that yeah. you don't have otherwise. I also
0: like that he's like a fan of Ethan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like that dynamic because it mirrors the real life dynamic mm-hmm. between Cruz and Peg of like- yeah. He's he's the cool
1: action yeah.
0: hero guy. He's Tom yeah. Cruise. I'm like,
1: I kinda like being involved in this action stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um And yeah, and that's Mission Impossible three. Um so as of right now, I'm gonna guess your rankings. <clears throat> I'm gonna say you like one, then three, then two. Correct. Right. Um I think four will be where things start to get interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. Um
1: I did not dislike. But I don't think you don't movie. dislike. Yeah. Um, it's just that I think that one is more what I think about when I think about Mission Impossible. Yeah. What is your ranking?
0: Um, I think as of, like, in, yeah, in terms yeah. of the movies we've done, it'd be the same. I would originally have had three above one mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, but it's interesting. This movie gets a lot of credit for, and, and it should a little bit for, um, correcting what goes wrong in MI2. Mm-hmm. But this is... They're like, oh, I i like how it's more emotional. I like how it... like mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I feel like one is, like, the strongest template.
1: Yeah. Because... Until you I get to
0: four. I don't but- really
1: think that... Not like, oh, it doesn't deserve any credit, but does it really fix... Two, like, does it even need to fix two? No, I don't know it, it seeing, mostly
0: ignores like, two.
1: That's what I'm saying. I feel like the movies, at least up until this point, sort of stand on their own. Like, yeah, I mean, three they're completely
0: different, different.
1: movies yeah. with three different directors, all just starring Ethan Hunt,
0: and like completely different stylistic. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and so I don't feel like it needs to fix Mission Two. I think that it just is a better movie than yeah. Two. You know,
0: um, I I will say that like. But I think it's even less of a team movie than the first movie because the yeah. ending thing is all about Ethan. I mean, he gets helped by Benji, but it's yeah. all about Ethan saving his wife. Yeah. And the first movie is like, like Luther's on the train and like yeah. um, Claire is there and like Ethan's, the, yeah. you know what I mean? Um. I
1: think that in the first movie, you really feel Ethan's need for a team because of the loss yeah. of his team. Um, And so I think that that makes sense as to why the team's a little bit shaky, but he's really seeking it out, you know? It's also
0: interesting, I think, that, like, I don't know how intentional this is, and I don't think it is, given that the way that these movies, up until this point, are um, written, which is Mm -hmm. kind of haphazardly. um, But it's interesting that, like, this whole series seems to be working off of the whole team getting killed off in the first movie, Mm -hmm. and, like... Tom Cruise is like this is all awful, like I need to protect everyone mm-hmm. always. Um and I think that that element only becomes stronger as the series goes on. Um but yeah, again, another example of like the first movie is like the older I grow the more I appreciate that one because that one gets a lot of flack for being too complicated and people don't like the mm-hmm. um plot. I don't know. It I think it's like a great template. But I mean, we're here to talk about yeah. MI3. But I think MI3 it's still really fun a really solid solid action movie that you can show to anyone but it's it's more anonymous Mm -hmm. than i think the other movies are
1: yeah and i would rather in a film like this i would rather sacrifice like this emotional element quote unquote um for more planning because i also think that The idea that it can only be emotional if there's, like, a love interest at hand is sort of, like, I feel meh-meh about, because why can't he be emotional about his team, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think that it's bad to have a love interest, but I don't think that's the only way to do that.
0: And ultimately, they realize this, because in the next movie, she's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which, like, you know, I don't know what that says about writing of female characters, but I think for the series, it's ultimately the right decision, because... I think what 2 does actually do well is that if he's gonna have a romantic interest it needs to be someone involved in in the missions. Yeah. um, Which they then do with Rogue Nation, with Mm -hmm. Ilsa. uh, Which you have not seen. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, any more thoughts on Mission
1: 3? No, it's... It is warming up in here, though.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Um,
1: definitely warming up. My skin! Somebody's looking for like an action movie, I think it's fun, I think it does the job. Yeah, I think it's smarter than yeah. most. Um I would rewatch this movie, but I don't care to in the next couple of months. But after that mark, yeah, I'd rewatch it. Um probably not on my own, but I don't think I would have watched it for the first time on my own either. So yeah, yeah it is what it is. Um my mom would have a problem with it due to the Tom Cruise of it all, um, and what I would rate it. I'm gonna give it five I, out of ten. I
0: guess maybe for you, because like this whole time your mom's not gonna like it. A five out of ten, wow. Yeah. Um would your dad like this movie?
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll ask maybe what you whether your my, dad. My dad would and what do you, would what, like do you
0: think mom. your dad just retroactively one and two, your dad?
1: One yes, two no. No, you no, don't think, I think he'd be that? like what? What does this guy think he is? Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he'd be like, oh, and then the, his flowing hair. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs>
0: um. Anyway, shout out Jim Alexis <laughs> if you're listening. Um. Yeah. Um. I would definitely recommend this movie. It's a solid action movie. Um. I I have rewatched this movie for at this point, what like. 18 years or something 17 Mm -hmm. years something like that um
1: it's also i would recommend it to a child too like not in a shitty way but like i think if you're looking for like a fun movie to watch with yeah i think it's it's like like, i think it is that it's
0: like hardcore enough yeah that like as an adult you're not like all right what is this shit but like it's not
1: it's it's like Mm
0: pg-13 you know what i mean um but like solidly pg-13 um I would recommend it. I would rewatch it. I, my mom does like it. Um, as does my dad.
1: But not as much as the second one.
0: I don't know. I think, I think she has a different kind of nostalgia attached to this because Mm. it's very like, Oh, Parth liked this movie and like Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Like that, like, like that stuff is all.
1: Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Hilarious. Right.
0: I always love it. Um, and I, for I, for the longest longest time, I thought he just said that,
1: like, like for, for no
0: reason, and it was just like he's talking to the camera for no reason. Um, but no, it's so that um, yeah. his team member knows when to leave. Which also that team guy, um, Jonathan Reese Myers, random,
1: just like so not involved, didn't yeah. need to be in the movie.
0: Um, yeah. Um, and out of ten, seven, I think seven and a half maybe that's fair um again i'm more of an action man than you so i think that this not being this being more of an action movie than Mm -hmm. a mission movie is not as like much Mm -hmm. of a detriment um but it's definitely gone down in my head of like how i used to like herald it as like this is the pinnacle
1: yeah
0: um which i don't think it is anymore and that is Mission Impossible 3 from our, our part, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can go check out our previous episodes uh, at um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, um, Amazon Music, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, we're probably there. Um, go uh, follow us on social media. We're, at, we're on Instagram and on Twitter. We post updates there um and then next week it's ghost protocol
1: yeah i'm excited
0: yeah um now now the series i think finally kind of comes into its own its and, own and groove know, know, knows what's happening
1: yeah
0: um because i think from here on out it only gets better
1: yeah
0: um yeah anything else you want to say no that's it all right see you next week
1: bye